0: welcome to the podcast of Apostles by the Sea Anglican Church in Rosemary Beach, Florida. You can find out more about us on our website at apostlesbythesea.com. Thanks for listening. Good morning, church. It's good to be in worship with you today. How you doing? Everybody okay? You know, it's been a little over three weeks since Hurricane Michael ravaged our neighbors to the east of us. And I don't know about you, but I'm heartbroken about it. And I think about it all the time, and I worry, are we doing enough? Should we be doing more? How can we do it better? But then just a few days after the hurricane, a man with hate in his heart opened fire in a place of worship. He murdered people who had gathered for a ceremony at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. And the reason, because they were Jews. And then just this Friday evening, Ashley read to me a Facebook post from one of our friends from Tallahassee. And she was on Facebook telling all of her friends and family that she was okay. She was not at the yoga studio when the gunman opened fire and killed two and wounded many more in Tallahassee this Friday. She wasn't there, but she could have been. She often was there on Friday nights. And as fun as that first part of the service was, and as much as I like getting you all wet with that water of baptism, I don't know how to do life right now. I don't know how to live these next days and weeks and months. I don't know what it looks like. And maybe you feel like that too. Because, okay, because you know what I really want? This is what I really want. What I really want in here is to just be done. That's what I really want. And just go out for the night, take Ashley and the kids to Cuvée 30A and eat their flatbread pizzas, watch some college football, walk on the beach. That's what I want. I want my old life back. I want my life the way it was four weeks ago, and I feel so selfish admitting that, but the reality is, I mean, if I want to, because of where I live, I can turn my back on my neighbors to the east. I have that option right now, because I live right on the edge. Everything, everything to the west of me seems pretty much like it did before the hurricane, but to my east, it's been forever changed. I could choose to have my old life back pretty much, But my neighbors to my east, they don't have that option. Ashley and I were talking sometime last week about how strange it is to remember what we were doing just before the hurricane. And she said to me, every post I put on Facebook now since the storm has been about the storm. Updates and reports from the field. But do you remember what I was posting just before the storm, John? I had just posted a cute video of a two-year-old chef making a cake. Did anybody see that video? It's pretty adorable. And they're kind of hilarious, really. The little bomb's boy has got it all set up to make it look like it's a real cooking show, you know? And that two-year-old little boy is so excited. At one point, he screams into the camera, Are you ready? And he's so excited that he's shaking as he says it. And then he answers his own question by saying, I'm ready. (laughs) And once he starts adding the ingredients, it's basically a total fiasco, but a really cute one. Flour and sugar are going everywhere. It's getting all over him. He misses the bowl with half the ingredients. And the whole time you just love it. He's so excited that it makes you smile. I want to send cute YouTube videos to my friends on Facebook again. I want everything over there to be okay again. And I want mass shootings to be a thing that never happen again. Today is All Saints Sunday. It's a day of with a threefold focus. First, we're here to celebrate all the saints of God who have come before us and live their lives for Him. Second, we're here to remember before God those persons dear to this congregation who have passed from this life to the next and then to commend them to His care and to His love. And finally, we're here to commit ourselves to living as God's saints, as ones made holy by the cross of Christ and who now live our lives in service of God and of one another. Okay, so we've already renewed our own baptismal vows. And we've already been refreshed with those waters of baptism. But what does it mean for us to live as God's saints now? What does it mean to live as His people, called to be saints in the aftermath? In the aftermath of Hurricane Michael, in the aftermath of shootings at that synagogue. And in Tallahassee, What does it mean for us to live as God's saints in this world? As a step toward answering that question, I want us to try to find ourselves in the gospel reading today. So take out your bulletin and let's turn to page six. Turn to page six with me. You know, when we come to stories like this, I'll often try to find myself in in the story. Who am I in this story? Who are we in this story? Where do we find ourselves in this encounter with Jesus? And since we're reading it on all saints, maybe we should also ask, which character in this story shows us what it means to be a saint? So let's look at this briefly together. Let's look at these characters in this passage. Look with me at verse 32. When Mary, the sister of Lazarus who had died, when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. I think I feel a lot like Mary right now. Maybe some of you do too. Mary knows where she needs to be, who she needs to be with, in her sorrow, and in her grief. And maybe somewhere in her statement is a question, Lord, why didn't you come? Why didn't you stop this terrible thing from happening? If you had been here, none of this would have happened and my heart wouldn't hurt so much. In Mary, I think we see that a saint is someone who draws near to Jesus and brings her whole heart to him with all of its questions, all of its sorrows, all of its pain. I love a song by a singer named Julie Miller. It's called Broken Things. Maybe some of you have heard it. In it, she's crying out to God and she says this, you can have my heart if you don't mind broken things. You can have my life if you don't mind these tears. I've heard that you make all things new So I bring these pieces all to you. If you want it, you can have my heart. That's what a saint does. She brings her whole heart, broken, wounded, sorrowful, to Jesus. Because she's convinced that indeed, he does want our hearts, even when they're broken. It turns out he doesn't mind broken things. Do you feel like Mary today? Is that who you are in this story? Maybe you're more like Martha. That's the next person in the story story we're going to look at. Mary's sister, Martha. Earlier she had come to Jesus and said the same thing. Let me read this to you. This is just just before our passage for today. And listen to how she grows in her faith. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. Her grief is overwhelming, and yet she still has faith. And not only that, but what she confesses right here, she will experience in just a few short verses later when Lazarus is called out of the tomb and comes to life. Martha has faith in Jesus and His power to bring life out of death. And she confesses it. And she counts on it. She lives for it. And isn't that what a saint does? Doesn't a saint, even when death seems to have won, even when faced with such a personal and devastating loss, doesn't a saint confess Jesus as Lord and Messiah? Doesn't a saint believe and trust that Jesus can bring life out of death? Doesn't a saint hold on to Jesus no matter what? Are you Martha in this story? Your loss and suffering and sorrow are great, and yet your confidence in Jesus remains unshaken, and your trust in with, and you trust with all your heart that Jesus is the one who can and indeed will bring life out of death. What about Lazarus, the brother of Martha and Mary, the dead man who was called out of death and into life by our Lord Jesus? What does he show us about what it means to be a saint? He shows us in his own body the power of our Lord Jesus to give life. And his promise that death is not the end for those of us who are his friends. That even though death seems to have won in those shootings, in that hurricane, and with Lazarus dead in the tomb, death is no match for the love of Jesus. And we even see in Jesus' own tears for his friends and their sorrow, how much Jesus himself hates it when we suffer and when we die. And so he calls to Lazarus as one day he will call to all of us, Lazarus, come out. Come out of death and into new life. That's what Lazarus in the story tells us about what it means to be a saint. He shows us that death for them, death for us will not be the end because one day Jesus will call all of his friends out of death and into life. Other than Jesus, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus are the main characters in this story. But there's another character that Jesus speaks to right at the end. So look at this with me. We're going to start at verse 43. When he had said this, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Who was Jesus talking to in that moment? I think he was talking to everyone there. To the crowd that had gathered to mourn, to those that were there to console Martha and Mary, lend a helping hand to the, to the sisters of the dead man. I think he was even talking to us. I mean, isn't it interesting that even though the glorious work of raising Lazarus from the dead had been accomplished by the words of Jesus, Jesus still saw that there was more to do. Jesus had already done the hardest part, and he could easily have done everything else too. But for some reason, he left more to be done. And that's where all of us come in. Unbind him and let him go. Get him out of those grave clothes and free him so he can live. You know what saints do? Saints join in with Jesus to bring new life to the world around them. They hear Jesus' command and they obey him. It reminds me of of that video of that two-year-old chef. I mean, the mom could totally make the cake by herself. Everyone watching it knows that would be no problem for her. But what's the fun in that? That two-year-old adds almost nothing to what the mom is already doing. He just makes it messier and gets it all over himself. That's all he does. But isn't that where the joy is found? Joining in, getting messy, getting it all over us. I think that's what we're trying to do in our outreach to Panama City, to Parker, to Callaway. We're just joining in, trying to unbind them and let them go, and it's messy. And it gets all over us, all over us and into our hearts. But isn't that where the joy is? Those of you who have been, isn't that where the joy is? Unbind him and let him go. Get him out of those grave clothes and free him so he can live. That's what Jesus said to all those people that day at the grave of Lazarus when his resurrection power was unleashed around them. You know what? I believe that that's what he's saying to all of us here on this All Saints Sunday because that's what saints do They join in with God in transforming the world. They bring their hearts to Him like Mary, even when they're broken. And when they do, they find that He loves to mend broken things. And they have faith in Him like Martha, even when their worlds are falling apart because they're convinced that He's the only one who can bring life out of death. And like Lazarus, they let the words of Jesus transform their lives. And then they allow God to use them to unleash His resurrection life in this world, to unbind those that are bound, and to set them free so they can live. That's what saints do. When I was growing up, I loved that song we sang when I was getting you all wet. I sing a song of the saints of God. It always just seemed to my little boy heart so quaint and so very British. I mean, listen to to this from this last verse. They lived not only in ages past, there are hundreds of thousands still. The world is bright with the joyous saints who love to do Jesus' will. You can meet them in school or in lanes or at sea. I never said or in lanes when I was a child growing up in Florida. But you can meet them in school or in lanes or at sea, in church or in trains or in shops. Or at tea. For the saints of God are just folk like me. And I mean to be one too. But th- The thing is, it's true, you know. The saints of God are just folk like us. They're all around us. They're here in this room. I'm looking at them right now. So here's my, here's my call. Let's be saints. Let's, let's be those people that God wants us to be. Let's join God in what he's doing. He's come to bring life out of death. And the amazing thing is, he wants to include us. What an honor, what a joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's just sit for a moment and consider how God is calling each one of us to be saints. And then after that, we'll say prayers.